ladies and gentlemen, men and women, in the words of David Jeremiah, <coughs> men and women, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, who came the first time to die for our sins. Uh, now that is the ultimate sacrifice. He was buried and he rose on the third day and he's coming again. Wars and rumors of wars is a sign, one of the many signs of the Lord's return. They are graciously given to the world by our loving God as a warning for you to get saved, for you to get right with God. For one day you will meet your maker. God who made you will require you to give an account of the wonderful life that he gave you. And so therefore you need to prepare to meet your God. Therefore you need to get your house in order. And if you have not done that, uh, that is not very wise. <clears throat> My beloved, the standing between uh, well, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family and among friends. And to the standing between the living and the dead, for that's what we are doing. I hope you understand that, that we are standing between the living and the dead. And this is the standing between the living and the dead prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. My beloved, uh, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode, if you will, 
609, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 16, verses 12 through 21. It would be nice if I did not have to read and uh, share uh, with you and uh, these introductions, but uh, the reason why we have to do that is because, and I'm surprised I've never told you this before, some of you have picked it up, we are actually doing three to four separate podcasts all at the same time but we make it into one big service and that is a podcast and so that's why you you hear these introductions so bear with us on that uh, now when when they become podcasts uh, it's okay and we have to do that shall we pray together tonight and uh, if the Lord leads you to please pray for me and if you want me to pray for you uh, you can do like many thousands have done down through the years and send in prayer requests send in your prayer requests I know that they that we have the capability of receiving prayer requests live, but we have never done that because uh, it uh, can disrupt uh, the uh, service, and we'll be here all day and all night. Uh, so we we gather the prayer requests up. And we pray, and they're put on a permanent list unless you ask us to take it off. And we pray from that prayer list. Let's pray tonight. Don't listen to me pray. Don't watch me pray. You pray. Seriously. You pray. A little talk with Jesus will make you whole and make everything all right because see God is all about changing you to accept the circumstances and the situations as they are that's what happens okay he can change the situation too he and he can do that and will do that in his time but he's more about you changing your perspective your mentality uh, not someone else changing, but you changing. As the old saints used to sing, it's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need 
of prayer and uh, and see this is why when people send us prayer requests about their husband about about their wife or uh, somebody else we include them in the prayer too we pray for them first that they would be what they should be for it is me it is me it is me O oh Lord standing in the need of prayer and if you are keeping up with what's happening in the world today a little bit and by the way let me tell you sweet Christians you sweet evangelicals see just because you put your head down in the sand does not mean the troubles are not coming for you okay uh, I don't want to hear any bad news I, I'm I don't want to hear any bad news just good news well uh, you you you're not you're not dealing with reality you're in what psychologists call denial like some of the people key people in our government government this is the worst inflation we've seen since the early 70s things are bad you don't believe me buy your regular stuff at the grocery store somehow you're going to be shocked at the cash register you're going to be shocked no matter what you do you're going to be shocked because most of us have a calculator in our minds while we're picking up so we know how much it should be and how much is going to add up to we have a calculator many of us have a calculator in our minds and you can be calculating according to those old numbers all you want to when you get to that cash register you're going to be in for a rude awakening so let's pray stop putting your head in the sand and bow your head in prayer and keep it real and stop telling people you don't want to hear anything negative well people complain about the news being negative well that's that's what it is why is it negative because we are all wicked evil ungodly nasty sinners okay there's only you want to hear the good news you're going to hear it in a few minutes you're going to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that is the only good news I get tickled with some of these programs. We have a dear sister uh, who is a Liberty a Liberty graduate as well. She's got her own show now on Fox, and she she's a, a beautiful Christian person. And I know what she's doing, and I I'm glad it's you know she she's trying to do something like that. But at the end of her show. Shannon Breen, you know, she she comes up with some kind of good news spot thing, you know, some little wonderful sweet story. 
which oftentimes um, is not uh, relevant to what's happening. But that's, I mean, that's what she wants to do. That's good. That's her show. And then her partner in crime, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. Uh, he's, uh, he's in his 40s, but I don't think he's married, so I don't know what's going on there. But with him, and they'll do, you know, little segments about what kind of ice cream to have and, and desserts, and you know, which I, that's basically... Uh, uh, I, I don't watch that. That uh, it's, it's, it's makes me cringe. Uh, and you know how people try to do that. That's good. It's wonderful. Uh, but there's only uh, one good news, and that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in this sin-cursed world. We can't make up stuff. Uh, uh, and, and try to make people and do happy talk. Uh, the only real uh, happy talk is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that is, of course, of course, of course from my perspective, being called to do this job of, a, of an evangelist and prophet and so forth. Uh, I, that's 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 how I look at it, and then I, and I and I respect and I thank God for other people who look at things differently. I hope that you have a godly, loving pastor, who's the real deal, uh, and who's going to try his best uh, to make things hopeful, seem hopeful. That's his nature, that's his job, that's his calling. Uh, and uh, where somebody else's calling is different. Be that as it may, ladies and gentlemen, there's a whole lot going on. Uh, and the only good thing to me is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessed hope the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. Uh, everything else to me is bad. And um, uh, so I, I pray that you would come to know Christ as Savior if you have not done that. And if you have done that, that you're looking forward to His second coming. Let's pray. And uh, believe the words of Jesus Christ. Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Holy Father God, we pray tonight in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, and Lord, I praise you, and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And uh, Holy Father God, 
Lord, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, for all of those of us who have truly believed in you for our salvation, who are truly born again, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us. Crucify, Lord, our flesh tonight, the old man within us, and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace for those of us who are saved in the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight tonight, on this Friday night. <clears throat> and, uh, Lord, we pray that you'll help us to do that, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And, Holy Father, God, help us who are saved by your grace by the power of your Holy Spirit, not just religious, but born again. Help us to humble ourselves. Help us to pray. Help us to seek your face. Help us to turn from our wicked ways and help us to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost people in the church who are lost, people outside of the church who are lost, the religious and the irreligious. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior before it is eternally too late. For there is still a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, even for my own wife, Marika White, of over 34 years. Uh, Lord, a, a woman that I have been praying for her salvation. And only one time I uh, attempted to uh, lead her to you way back uh, after my daughter, Danny, my oldest daughter with my wife, was born. And uh, Lord, evidently she has never been born again. I pray for her salvation. I pray for the salvation of her mother, 
and her aunts. I pray for the salvation of my mother and uh, my sisters. And uh, I do pray for the salvation of every soul in our family and our family extended. And I pray for the lost souls of religious but lost people in churches around the world. Irreligious as well. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Ghost and all that you do to get people saved would never give them rest until they come to know you as Savior before it is eternally too late. And Holy Father God, we pray for the revival of those who are saved, uh, the healing of those who are sick, the comfort of those who are grieving and mourning. Draw them to yourself for salvation as well. And Lord, we pray that you'll have this to happen around the globe, across this nation, in our local communities, in our churches, and in our families and in our individual lives. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, on this Friday night, as we are hearing serious uh, things about war and even rumors of war and war that is happening around the world. And so, Holy Father God, uh, prepare us, Lord, for the rapture of the church. Prepare us, Lord, for the second coming. And help us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, therefore, in perfect peace. For those of us who are Christians, help us to confess our sins and to repent. And, Lord, we pray that uh, there's nothing between our soul and the Savior in a very real sense. And Holy Father, God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would lift our burdens and cares and worries and anxieties, troubles and problems and fears from our hearts, our minds, souls, and spirits. And Holy Father God, fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, we pray that you deliver your people, Lord, not only from temptations, but deliver us, Lord, from all distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests. And Holy Father God, deliver us, Lord, from all tensions as well. And Lord, deliver us from all persecutions and attacks. And deliver us, Lord, from uh, physical attacks 
and deliver us, Lord, uh, from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems for all of the children, especially all of the young people. And Lord, protect us all, Lord, from in this world. Lord, thank you so much for remembering mercy in the middle of chastisement and rebuke and punishment. And protect people, Lord, from mass housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis, and so forth. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, especially, Lord, for all of my children and all of the children of other Christians around the world, but all of us. And Lord, protect us tonight from ourselves, our flesh and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. And Lord, place upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. Receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name for all of that is due you. And we, and is not due us. And Lord, we pray that you would lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that others would see him as they hear the gospel even tonight save their souls and change their lives in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake amen I don't know why but every time I finish praying or reading the Bible I feel like singing <clears throat> when my children were little Especially, but throughout, really, they're growing up. We had three hymn books. Now, you know, we're going way back. This is before the internet, before all of the digital stuff we have today. We had a independent Baptist hymn book. A National Baptist hymn book and uh, a Southern Baptist hymn book. The Independent Baptist hymn book soul stirring hymns and songs published by Dr. John R. Rice and the Sword of the Lord was read. The National Baptist convention hymn book was beautiful maroon with a little black in it and the Southern Baptist hymn book was white so there you go exquisite exquisite the National Baptist hymn book and the Southern Baptist hymn book was exquisitely done high quality the uh, 
uh, Independent Baptist was it was nice, but it, it didn't it, it didn't have the same uh, exquisite look. It was more down to earth kind of a thing. Very functional, and because I am uh, an Independent Baptist preacher. We, we, back in the day, we sung out of that book the most. It was the most worn out of the three. None of us really could sing, but we made a joyful noise for the Lord. My wife, uh, Marika White, she, when she wants to uh, put on the dog, she could sing like Lucifer. Uh, she, 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 she could sing when she wanted to, and when she was trying to show off or whatever in front of uh, church folks or whatever. But uh, not that great, but she could sing better than me. But we sung together, man, hundreds of days, because right after the right after the devotional or before the devotional, during the devotional, God will put a song in my heart. And we'll get the hymn and and uh, and we'll get to singing. And I remember when uh, that we found a hymn book. In fact, we attempted to sing through all. Uh, through the uh, Independent Baptist hymn book all the way through. At least read the page if we didn't know the tune. And then one time we ran across a song uh, that talked about Lord deliver me from my stubborn will. And uh, and the children and I we laughed because I would look at Marika White my wife and say, you see, this is your song right here, uh, dealing with your stubborn will. That was a long time ago, way back when the, little, the children were little. Uh, and I want to say to all of you fathers, especially, but you mothers too, do not neglect devotions with your children. Do not neglect prayer and Bible reading with your children. Uh, it will be a part of the greatest journey ever in your life for you and for them. And I want to thank the Lord tonight for all of my children helping me in the ministry down through the years, helping to make it a worldwide uh, evangelistic outreach ministry and ministry, prophetic ministry, uh, dealing with the saints. Uh, they never thought, my wife uh, has told me several times, she never, she never thought that all of this would take place. She never thought. And uh, she missed that. That's hard for her to admit. But uh, even she says, I, I just never thought you would be doing all of this. 
and and I thank the Lord for my children. They helped me greatly, and they're helping me tonight. I'm up here tonight because of their help. And so, uh, raise your children up for the Lord, and uh, and 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 raise them in the Lord. Uh, and uh, let them serve the Lord. Don't wait till they are older and all of that. I thank God I never did that. Them, especially in those pure, innocent years when they have pure hearts. When they have pure hearts and they're eager to serve the Lord, let them serve the Lord. Let them come unto Jesus. You'll be amazed at what children can do for God. And God is very pleased with it. Anyway, my beloved, God bless you real good and, and your family. Pray together tonight. Let them see you pray. Let them hear you pray. Uh, it's a very, very powerful thing. My beloved ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, men and women, wild men and women, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God. At Proverbs chapter 16, verses 12 through 21. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light of the king's countenance is life and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver? The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly, than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips 
increaseth learning. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Help us to meditate on it. Help us to hide it in our hearts. Help us to uh, understand it and to comprehend it. Help us, Lord, to obey it and apply it to our lives. Help us to teach it, preach it, and to preach your holy gospel from it so that others may come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. For it is in his name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members worldwide. Those of you who are live with us and those who wait for the on-demand uh, podcasts and videos and so forth. My beloved... This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening, one of the greatest devotional books in history. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 597. And so my daughter, Daniqua Grace, who started, who found this book on her own and started using it many years ago in our ministry. Uh, We're coming up upon 600 podcasts. Uh, uh, podcast episodes, Daniqua, in about, uh, in a few days. So we give God the glory, praise, and honor, and what a blessing it has been. What a blessing it has been. Uh, Today, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, has us in 2 John for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Once let the truth of God obtain an entrance into the human heart and subdue the whole man unto itself. No power, human or infernal, can dislodge it. Glory be to God. 
We entertain it not as a guest, but as the master of the house. Amen. This is a Christian necessity. May I repeat that? This is a Christian necessity. He is no Christian who doeth not thus believe. Those who feel the vital power of the gospel and know the might of the Holy Ghost as he opens, applies, and seals the Lord's word would sooner be torn to pieces than be rent away from the gospel of their salvation. And that's a fact. What a thousand mercies are wrapped up in the assurance that the truth will be with us forever, will be our living support, our dying comfort, our rising song, amen Spurgeon, our eternal glory. This is Christian privilege. Without it, our faith were little worth. Some truths we outgrow and leave behind, for they are but rudiments and lessons for beginners. But we cannot thus deal with divine truth, for though it is sweet food for babes, it is in the highest sense strong meat for men. The truth that we are sinners is painfully with us to humble and make us watchful, watchful because we are sinners. We ought to be watchful and we ought to be prayerful. No wonder Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. No wonder Jesus Christ said, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. No wonder the Bible says pray without ceasing. No wonder the Bible says continue instant in prayer. No wonder the Bible says pray always because we are sinners. And we need uh, all of the help we can get from God to do the right thing. And so Spurgeon continues, I just added all of that. The more blessed truth that whosoever believeth on the Lord Jesus shall be saved abides with us as our hope and joy. Experience so far from loosening our hold of the doctrines of grace has knit us to them more and more firmly. Our grounds and motives for believing are now more strong, more numerous than ever, and we have reason to expect that it will be so till in death. We clasp the Savior in our arms. Glory be to God. Wherever this abiding love of truth can be discovered, we are bound to exercise our love. No narrow circle can contain our gracious sympathies. Wide as the election of grace must be our communion of heart, much of error may be mingled with truth received. Let us war 
with the error, but still love the brother for the measure of truth which we see in him and through him. Above all, let us love and spread the truth ourselves. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you so much for another great devotional based upon your holy word with a brother that you have blessed with a great anointing he being dead yet speaketh and Lord help us to never forget your holy word help us to meditate on it and help us to go thereby Help us to share it with others, teach it to others, preach it to others, and preach your holy gospel so that they can understand what this brother was talking about today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. I still feel like singing, y'all. torment you. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, in the words of David Jeremiah, men and women, we go now to the family verses. And we're back for the third night and final night in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22, 23, and 24. The passage that is hated by much of the church, not only the women, the women have trained the men and have led the men to hate it too. And and have led preachers not to preach on it. <coughs> but I'm here to tell you <coughs> if preachers do not preach on it and if wives do not obey it, these are the commandments of God. And if husbands, Christian husbands, do not insist on it being done. And do you know, as I have tried to tell you men, most women, if they know you're serious and you're a real man about it, they will do it. You know what they're saying? They might, all righty then. That's, that's what they're saying, and they'll go on, they'll go right on along with you if they know you mean business. As I've told you before, men, give your wife the joy and the privilege of telling her girlfriends at Starbucks 
when they raise stupid things like honey you ought to go on this trip with us to the Bahamas or to Jamaica or to uh, hedonism one and two and three and half of them are single half are divorced and remarried and all that <clears throat> and you and your wife are doing fine give your wife the joy and the privilege of saying to those girlfriends, I don't even have to ask my husband that that's not happening. What? What kind of husband you got? Well, he doesn't play that, so um, we have four children and uh, and he wants me home. And, 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 and he is not going to let me go on a trip with you girls because he doesn't trust y'all anyway. And he doesn't even, you better, you better be thankful that I can come to the coffee shop and talk to you all. This is rare right here. Uh, going on a cruise is, is not even in the question. I'm not even going to ask that man that. And, and give her the joy and the privilege of saying, girl, my husband is crazy. <laughs> that's a compliment. Men, that's a compliment. It's not, it's not a compliment that when your wife tells the girl, oh, I do what I want. That's not a compliment. That's a curse. Uh-uh. uh-uh, uh-uh. You're not going to get me in trouble. With my well, what kind of husband you got? Well, we still married. I know that. How you doing? Girlfriend? No, y'all, that's out of the question for me. Y'all go on. All right, then. See, that's an honor and a privilege and a blessing uh, for your wife to be able to tell girls, her girlfriend, no. We, and family members, too. I'm not doing that. Y'all, uh-uh. Mommy, you divorced. You divorced when I was a child. Auntie, uh, I don't know what you're doing. And all y'all are divorced and remarried or not remarried and just running free. Uh, I, I'm not going with y'all. I don't want to do that. Give her that privilege. Give her that honor that she knows she has a man at home. And there's some things, pardon me, I don't even need to take to him. Because that, that, that's, not, that's not happening. And let me tell you men something. Now, because there are going to be some older women in the church, and they, uh, they done hoard around, and they've been divorced and remarried two or three times. I'm going to tell your wife, honey, you need a break from those four children or those five children. In our case, was seven children. You, you need to take a vacation from those children. My soul. Wait a minute. You know what I said? As the husband, when, when I heard such demonic foolishness, uh, even when I heard such demonic foolishness about us uh, leaving the children with babysitters who have purple hair and pink hair. Have you noticed how many people got purple hair and pink hair? Let me tell you something about the hair. Let me just, just, just go, let me digress a little bit. For men and women, for, for, for the homosexual lesbian people, their hair is a signal that I'm down for the homosexuality. For most of them, 
If they got pink hair, purple hair, you got men got their hair tied up in braids and, and looking like a girl and all that right now. That's a signal. From the top of their head, I'm a homosexual, a lesbian. See? Okay, that's free. So, just be careful. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, told, I told my wife and I told the, the devilish women who tried to tell her otherwise. I said, God did not give us these beautiful, wonderful seven children, perfect number, for us to take a vacation from them and leave them with you and your devilish niece. Even family members. You know, we didn't do that. Oh, I know that's what we used to do down in the South. You go take your children down to Grandmama's house and all that. Let them stay all summer and they rip and run. And do you know some of the most ungodly things were done during those times? Children left to themselves. Don't tell me because I was one of them. Ripping and running, ripping and ripping and running and doing some of anything and everything. The devil is alive. We almost burned down a house as teenagers, uh, jumping around on the bed smoking cigarettes, doing evil. Mm -mm. And so I intentionally did not let my children go and stay with their grandmother. And we got grandmothers today. My mother uh, was one of them. Uh, she she would talk a good game about doting over our love, you know, have little pity patty feet coming by and all this kind of thing like that. But my mother was not in, she was not the traditional grandmother to sit there and watch the children. Her mentality was, uh, you know, let them rip and run like we ripped and run. And ran. That's not good. No, no, no. Children need parental supervision. That's why we got a 16-year-old boy. I said six. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a grown man. A, I don't care if you like it or not. 16-year-old boy. He would have been shot if I was a police officer in that situation. Putting a grown man in a chokehold, tussling and fighting and right hooking a police officer in New York. And the police officer had a gun and taser and everything on his side. He could have got the gun and shot him. Some of these children are demon possessed. You know why? Because of no parental supervision. The truth of the matter is. And I love my dad and mom, but they were caught up into the American way. And they didn't know where I was 90% of the time. They didn't know where I was. They didn't know where we were, what we were doing. Man, you, are you kidding me? We would get on our bicycles and travel all up and down the eastern seaboard, uh, almost dying. And you know you got to take your bicycle through the water, the big water uh, 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 carriers or whatever you call them, you got to go underground, you know, you got to do all that stupid stuff. You got to walk across what we call the trussle, trussle or whatever it is, where the train comes over, over the water, over the river. Dangerous stuff, man.
Hey, we didn't know, uh, and, and clubbing out in, out in the clubs. We didn't start until one o'clock. That's when they played Flashlight, P-Funk, the Funkadelics. You don't know anything about that. You young people don't know anything about music. Nothing. Cool in the game. Celebration. KC and the Sunshine Man. You don't know nothing, people, about jamming. We didn't start jamming till 1 o'clock. We, we didn't think about going home to, to leaving. We didn't go home, but we leaving the club about 4.30. My parents didn't know where we were, what we were doing. We, it's time out for that. You can't do that anymore. And, that's, and we had a 16-year-old boy. I thought he was a grown man. Tussling with a police officer, a grown man. Putting him in a chokehold, beating the daylights out of him. You know, and you know why the, the, the grown the black man too, both of them black. You know why that boy's not dead? That man didn't want to shoot that boy. That man did not want to kill that boy. Those, those police officers, for some reason, in New York, somebody told him, don't you shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot no young black man. That's why God did not call me to be a police officer, and I do believe God calls people to be police officers, just like he calls people to be in the ministry. I believe that with all my heart. Somebody would have been shot that day, Jack. He would have been shot, as sure as I'm, you're looking at me. Got me in a chokehold, and I'm the police officer, I'm a grown man, you got to be crazy, man. Uh-uh. I wouldn't want to kill him, but he, he would have been, he got to get off me. Huh? He's got to get off of me. So I didn't buy that foolishness, man. I didn't do that. That's what my mother did. My mother and father did that. You know, they, they, didn't, mean, they, you know, they didn't mean anything bad about it. Go down there with your great-grandmother. Go down there with your grandmother. We're going to take off and try to do something, get another house or something, whatever. Leave us down there the whole summer. And we did some everything. A movie could be made out of the things we did. That's a fact. And I remember in the background of the the, the background music, the score should include sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Yeah, that's the kind of music that was playing that summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can remember as a as a red blooded boy, the beautiful girls. Oh yes, we don't need that though. We need parental supervision and get your children through all of that. And then once they are grown, they can do what they want to do. That's between them and God, they, and they know better <coughs> if they do evil. <coughs> Excuse me. They know better. It's between that's between them and God. And, and, and God can teach you better than I can. God can whip you better than I can. That's for sure. <laughs> I ain't worried about nothing. And if you don't want if you don't want to act right after the whippings from God, then he'll just take you on out of here and put it into it. So let's close this out for tonight. Wives, submit.
yourselves. God wants you to do it yourself. If you don't do it yourself, if you have a good husband, he's going to insist that you do it because it's not going to work otherwise. See, you don't, there's certain things that, <clears throat> that you will not have a marriage if you allow. This is one of them. That's, no, that's not a marriage if your wife is not uh, submitting to you as the husband. Uh, and let me just tell all of you husbands and wives something. <clears throat> if you have lied before you got married, if you lied in the early years of your marriage, let me just tell you something. Uh, your marriage pretty much, as far as uh, the beautiful trust factor, is shot to hell for the rest of your marriage. The trust is shot to hell. Look at me real good and see if I'm playing with you. Hmm? Well, uh, I thought you were supposed to forgive, uh, you know, the little white lies and little black lies and all that. Yeah, you, you, you're forgiven already. But as far as trust is concerned, if you have been found to be a liar before you got married and in the early years of your marriage, be you husband or wife, the trust is shot to hell and in most cases that is almost and it will not be recovered like that it will never be the kind of trust it should be now see a dear loving pastor is not going to uh, tell you that like that he's going to try to give you some hope I'm not in the hope business I'm in the truth business and I want to tell you something you do that, uh, that's not coming back. Uh, I mean, ever, really. Not, not fully. See, and when you don't have trust, you really don't have a marriage. You may continue on, constantly forgiving the liar, you can do like some people and don't say anything to the liar and you know the person is lying which I think is ridiculous don't do that call them on it every time they tell a lie because you don't have a marriage if you got a lying going on and uh, covering up stuff and all of that you can't prosper the Bible says you can't prosper like that okay unto your own husbands. Submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. You don't need to submit to another man. Submit to your own husband. Verse 23, for the husband, and, 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 and listen to me, I'm, I, I'm, I'm preaching on this and teaching on this because for, for your own good, women, and may I just say now, let me say something to you. Yes, I have uh, told you the truth about uh, how that my wife uh, has admitted on her own that she has not been a good woman, a good wife, and a good mother. She has apologized to me and the children for not doing that, even though I've been telling her that for years. And the reason why she has not been a good woman, a good wife and mother because she's not saved. 
So let me say to you women, make sure that you are saved. Don't put your children through hell. Your husband is a big boy. He can handle, handle all of that. But don't put your children through hell because you're lost and demon-possessed and act like a demon and try to keep up hell in the household, uh, disrupting the atmosphere in the family. The reason why I pray now publicly for my wife, I've been praying for her for over 34 years, for her salvation. But she has that pharaohistic Jamaican style pride, which is, which is a bugaboo. And they all, all Jamaican people know it, and most black people in America know it, but they don't tell Jamaicans the truth because I guess they're afraid of Jamaicans or something. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm trying to help you. And they know they have a problem. That's why they can't stay married. You got Jamaicans who can't stay married. They're so proud and stubborn and rebellious. That's with a, 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 a Jamaican husband and a Jamaican wife. <clears throat> I've told you I have seen Jamaican wives, pastor's wives, tear up a church because the husband and the wife both were proud and stubborn and rebellious and they, and they ended up getting a divorce. I've seen this twice in one city. And the wife was to blame. And I've seen it. I've have seen that with uh, a, a Jamaican man who's well to do, big time, well connected, rich, nice house, nice car, gave her anything, and she was a pretty thing too. And then I, I've seen it with a, a man who didn't have all of that. You know, mid range, uh, 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 middle income kind of a guy, and his wife, and and then she told the, both of them. Ended up in divorce. So uh, you have to be a man for real to deal with a Jamaican woman. That's a fact. And it, it, it was no problem to me. A piece of cake. Uh, because I'm going to deal with the truth. But I have not only shared that with you publicly. For her sake. Because she's here helping me in the ministry. Uh, we uh, travel somewhere today together and, and, and no problems like that uh, have, we, have, we don't have problems like that we're not our marriage is not in jeopardy uh, our marriage is not on the brink of divorce okay so I'm, I'm sharing these things with you to help you and let me tell you something else most of you women listening to me, including pastors' wives, you're worse than my wife. You're worse than she is. I'm trying to help you. And your husband tolerates you and your bull. Your bull sheep. Okay? He tolerates your mess. And see, and, 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 and now the devil has you focus on me trying to hinder me and telling people, women not to listen to me. Because you have trained them to be Jezebels like you. 
and I'm talking to pastor's wives, and most of you women listen to me, you're worse than my wife. You would have raised way more hell than she has. So I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to help her now. I do want to see her saved so that she won't die and go to hell, and and, and so that she can experience living the, the spirit-filled life, the Christian life, where she doesn't have to uh, try to do it in the flesh. Struggling in her pride. I would love to see that. I would love her children to, to know that she got saved. And I want my children to understand that their mother has never been saved. That's why she did not hug them. That's why she did not say, I love you. That's why she's never uh, been uh, the kind of uh, woman that her daughters needed. They have to go out and try to find a mother. My daughter Dan has been hunting for a mother for many years now. She wanted a mother so bad to confide in and to talk to and to ask questions about how it is to be a grown woman and all this kind of things. They never had that, none of them. And the, and the son, my son never had the, uh, uh, a loving mother. So this is all designed to help you, you women. Most of you, you're worse than my wife. See, so no, no, I'm not. Nobody's trying to put her down. I'm stating facts, known to God, known to seven, my seven children, known to me. That and things I've been dealing with and praying for, her salvation for over thirty-four years. Okay. This is designed to help you. I'm being transparent about it. And I've been transparent about my own life and sins for years. And God didn't give me liberty to be transparent about hers until she, out of the blue, asked me one, I think, Saturday evening when she was helping me get dressed for, to preach. She asked me, when she saw my two oldest daughters leaving after graduating from college and going to their own place and, and, and quite frankly uh, 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 almost without saying bye to her she was so hurt she was so broken down over that it was the first time my wife humbled down to do anything like that and watch this my oldest daughter, my second, my second oldest daughter and I, we didn't really believe that she was doing it for real. And since that time, she has not fully repented because I believe she's not saved. But I never, I've never seen her want to apologize about nothing on her own. That's just not what proud, fairistic Jamaican men or women do. It's not in them to do that. There's only a few. And so she did that. While she, I think she was actually putting on my shoes. And she got back up and asked, uh, excuse me, Daddy. Excuse me, please, Daddy. May I uh, apologize to the whole family tomorrow? This was on a Father's Day. Greatest Father's Day I ever had. And I'm glad she did that. She, I didn't tell her to do that. I hadn't. I, I, I didn't think. I never even thought about her ever, ever doing anything like that. 
So after that, God gave me liberty to tell the truth about the situation, particularly when she did not change. After the girls left and was gone for a while and the pain left, she went back to her old ways. Uh, Danny knew she would. My daughter Anita knew she would. She, she was probably trying to get brownie points with them or something, I don't know. And so I said all of that to say this, ladies, women, most of you are worse than my wife and would not take the rebuke that I had to uh, give her. And you got your little husband wrapped around your finger and he tolerates you, you and does not say anything to you like my dad did to keep the peace so that you won't go ballistic and berserk. And see, if it were me, I'll let you go berserk and ballistic. It doesn't matter to me. Because I have, I, I, I have the authority from God over you, whether you like it or not. <clears throat> I love my mother. My mother uh, uh, is... Uh, I pray for her salvation as well. Um, but I've told her in the ministry. Uh, I said, I said, Mom, you over, as my mother, you'll always be over me. But in the ministry, I'm over you. And I know you say that you're pastor over your men and the bishop over men and all that kind of stuff like that. I don't believe that at all. And I believe that I, 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 I believe that she is not saved. For her to think that she can be the pastor over men. When the Bible explicitly makes it clear you can't do that. And got women down there, ministers, young women, putting their hand. They can't reach the man's head to put the hand on the head and slap some oil. And they put their hand on the man's chest. No woman can handle that. No woman, if she's a normal woman, unless she's a lesbian, as some people call a dyke or whatever, I don't care if you like it or not. That's evil and wrong. I said that's evil and wrong. Got the young women ministers putting their hand over the man's chest. I saw this. Abomination. Because she can't even touch the man's head. No woman should be putting her hand on a man's chest. The rippling muscles are going to mess all of that up. The, the pecs are going to mess all of that up. The heartbeat. And, 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 and here's what some of these women do. They go back into the room and say, Ooh, I felt something there. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, oh God. These things are not so to be, people. Okay? And so I told my mother, I'm over her. My mother's 80-something years old, and I love her. And I respect her. And I've honored her down through the years. Uh, and uh, for some years, I didn't say anything. But I don't want my mother going to hell, and I don't want her going to heaven, thinking everything going to be all right with her and God. She's doing this foolishness. That's anti-Bible, casting the Bible behind your back. 
I don't want my sisters doing it and having that mentality. And uh, I don't want my daughters being infused with that demonic spirit from hell. You combine that with the pride for Jamaican Pharisaic spirit, buddy, you got you got a problem. Yeah, okay. So I'm talking to you. My wife is right here serving, <coughs> helping me, helping me, being a help me. I don't know if she's serving the Lord or not. <coughs> because quite frankly, <coughs> as far as she's concerned, she would rather not even have these services. But I insist that she helps me. If she's going to be here. Because that's what I'm going to do. So this is not directed to her. This is not direct. This is not an attempt to make her get saved. No. Uh, I've been praying. She knows I've been praying for her like this for over 34 years. Especially right after my daughter Danny died. Uh, my, my, my daughter Danny um, was born. Okay. When she was first born, the oldest child between uh, with my wife. So I'm I'm sh I'm sharing these things with you, and telling you these things so that you will change in your own household. I'm telling you what your husband will not tell you, and I guarantee you he appreciates it. Okay, he, 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 he's no doubt sick and tired of you trying to control him and dominate him and manipulate him. No man wants to be uh, done that way. See, so you need to do this. I said all of that to say this. You need to do these verses, sweetheart. For the glory of God. And if you're saved, you're happy about it. And, and let, me, let me just say this now. Thank God. I, there's, there's a good percentage, a growing percentage of women, white and black and red and yellow and young, who agree with me. That all of these, these years, 50, 60 years of manipulation, manipulating your husband, uh, 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 pee-whipping your husband, controlling your husband with your vagina, uh, don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. Don't tell me that that, that does not happen. It never happened with me. I, I never let no woman uh, 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 pussy with me. In no way, shape, form, or fashion. Because there, there's too much out there <laughs> for you to be doing that with me. And I learned that, sad to say, from my dad and mom. Because that's how she controlled him. He said, how do you know, preacher? Because I was lying down in my bedroom. They thought I was asleep. And I heard him walking back to their bedroom, which was right across from mine. And uh, he was begging for uh, some vagina. And, and he said, you can't keep the pussy in your pocket. I might as well just tell you, excuse me, Dr. Russell Moore. And excuse me, Dr. Tony Evans. They never said anything to me. But I, I know they don't they don't want me to say that. Why do I how do I know that? Because I know they're they're good men. And I'm not as good as they are. 
But that's, I mean, I have to, I have to break it down to you because some of you don't know what I'm talking about. You need to stop pussy whipping your husband. Give it up. Willingly, cheerfully, joyfully, stop controlling him with your vagina. Threatening him. Holding him off. Telling him, don't touch me. Don't bother me. I have a headache. Take an aspirin. Take some Anacin. Take uh, Excedrin. I can take you to Walmart. I can take you to Walgreens. Wherever you need, baby. Huh? You take an aspirin for all other things. and Motrin. Whatever you need to do. But it's time to get busy. And, and, and he is the one who controls that. That's Bible. Not you. Anytime he's ready, and 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 and, and, and it's going to be probably more times than what you're ready. But he can get you ready if he okay if you let him. Oh, the devil is a lie. He can get you ready now. <laughs> oh, all right, folks. Let me let me read this passage to you one more time. Twenty-two, twenty-three, and twenty-four. Uh, God wants you to do it. As his preacher, I'm telling you to do it. Do it willingly if you want God's blessings. Cheerfully and joyfully if you want God's blessings. Uh, you know, and I, I said something the other night. But from the man's perspective, one of the best ways you can help a man with your fine self, which you probably don't even understand how fine you are. I... First, I said this, you know, all of this right here has to be taken care of. There's a whole lot involved with sex. There's more than what meets the eyes. It's a whole lot of things that the man gets out of it. There's a, and, and, and watch this. There's a whole lot of things you get out of it. If you just go ahead on and stop being so proud and rebellious and mean and go ahead on and submit. And get your blessings, okay? Because both, see, God has designed it where you both get good stuff from it. It's a whole lot. It's thousands of things you get from that, okay? From from having sex together. And no, you don't need rose petals every time. You, you don't need to get the man to take you to to a fine dinner before you have sex. You don't need to even sometimes take a shower, uh, you know, just get going. You got to get it, get it, get it, get it. Sometimes in the morning, you got to just get it, get it. And it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be good to him, and it'll be good to you. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stop blocking him from what is rightfully his. Let him have it and you'll have it. And, 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 and you women who want to try to fix up your face and complain like it's, well, it's not like it used to be. I felt more love and I felt this, that, and other. Let me tell you something, woman. You know and I know. You can get it if you want it. Amen, lights. Oh, you can get it if you want it. What are you talking about, preacher? You know that thing you want. 
You can get it if you want it. Look at me real good now. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil. But if you want to be proud and stubborn and rebellious and lay there like a, a, a log, uh, then that's on you. But let him get his if you don't want to get yours. Okay? Because God didn't design your body and his body. Where it, he, you know, you all got to do all of that to get what you need to be getting. And you women know that. See? Well, it's not like it used to be. Baby, you're not like you used to be either. Okay? So. But both of you can get what you want. If you want to. The man does not have a problem with the woman too. He's going to go for it every time. And you can too. Okay? So submit. Stop blocking your husband. Stop being mean as the devil. Stop being what Spurgeon said, uh, uh, an angel in the church, but a devil at home. Huh? See, that's what. See, this is why you hate me because I'm revealing your devil meant at the house. I'm all up in your house, and you don't like it. And when I when I say things about my wife, it convicts you. And and then the devil says to you, "Well, say I." I, if I was her, I would not take that. That's that's the problem. That's why you're worse than she is. You can't take rebuke. You want everybody to tell you that how wonderful you are, and you're nothing but a witch. That's right. I'm telling you, you're a witch. Your husband knows it too, and your children know it. Pastor's wife. Behind the scenes, you are a witch. You're Doctor Jekyll and Doctor and, and Doctor and, and, and Mister Hyde. Mrs. Hyde. Okay? And the men are saying amen and amen and me, unless they're homosexuals. They say amen. And then and, and, and they will never, if they're a pastor, they're not gonna say they're never going they never say it like I said. And they, it's not it's not in them to do that. God didn't wire them to do that. But sometimes you need to hear that. People need to hear it like just like that. Okay? So this is for your benefit. Make no mistake about it. Everything you have heard me say about my wife, she already knows it. The children already know it. It's no shock or surprise to us. You know why? Because I didn't do what my dad, Bishop Daniel White, the Jun Daniel White Jr. did. And that is covered up and hide and don't say anything and, and tread on... Uh, 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 and, and walk on eggshells around his wife. Ah, no, 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 mm -mm. no, sir, no, ma'am. I, 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 God, God, through what I saw, God just said, no, don't you do that, son. I allowed you to see that so that you could go teach millions more not to do it that way and break this traditional garbage. In black homes across the United States and now in white homes. And it's the sweet evangelicals who came up with the sayings. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. He 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 he. the yeah, uh, president of the Southern Baptist Convention. First black president. I don't know why. Well, what it is with the first blacks. The first blacks. 
first black president, first black president of the United States, first black president of the Southern Baptist Commission. And I love this guy. I, I, I'm not mad at him. Uh, Dr. Luther, he's a good guy, but he's up there talking about uh, on the, with, uh, with open mic. You know, you know, we we men are handpicked. All us, all of us men are handpicked. No, uh, no, Negro. Uh, don't be saying that stupid stuff. Uh, you know, we all handpicked. No, sir, you shouldn't be. I'm not, and no man should be. It's time out, time out for all of that. 50, 60, 70, 80 years of this garbage. And children have been raised, and grandchildren have been raised in this foolishness. And now, Doctor, even even uh, uh, Bishop T. D. J.'s got to come out and say, "This is. We need to stop raising these girls up to be men." Now, if Bishop T. D. J.'s got to say that, you know, we're in trouble, Jack. We are in trouble for generations because. Mommies have raised their daughters to control, dominate, and manipulate their husbands, the men. And, uh, and see, see, this is why, you know, I ain't so preacher. It seemed like to me you ought to just talk to the men. Uh-uh. I don't want to even talk to them. They're so messed up. The men in the church today, and I saw it as a problem when I was growing up, that the men were effeminate, weak. Women ran the show. And I, I, I had, that's one of the reasons I didn't, want, I didn't want to be a part of the church. I saw that, not only in my home, but in the church. And I'm very uncomfortable with a woman ruling over me like that in the family. And they act like they got some kind of secret knowledge about you and all this kind of mess like that. Uh, and my grandmother, I love her. She's in heaven now, I hope. My mother... And my aunties, Aunt Ella and them, they're the masters at puppetry and controlling their children and grandchildren and, and talking about them. I mean, that's their, that is their profession. They know how to do it. I mean, that's what they do. They talk about their children, talk about their grandchildren. Complaining and whining, and uh, I, my, you know, John, you know, talking about my uncle, my uncle Johnny, big old, tall, six foot six or whatever. It's my mother, my grandmother Gladys Beeman, she would Johnny ought not to do that. She'll tell my mother Johnny ought not to do that. Tell uh, uh, Ella Johnny ought not do this. I, I mean, I mean, he was sixty years old. She was talking like this. And this goes way back in our history, and it needs to stop. And God called me to preach, and they're all still shocked at that. And I'm preaching the truth, and all of that foolishness needs to cease. Women ruling over their sons and over their uh, uh, Grown sons and, and grown children and talking about them like they're little children and all this kind of uh, it's not supposed to be like that and ruling over their husband talking about their husband and, 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 and very the husbands are dispensable with with these women husbands are dispensable and they're used for maybe one thing and that's for money every now and then some sex. 
on a special occasion. I'll treat you to that. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it's all wrapped up. <laughs> and this is what our daughters have been taught. As T.D. Jake said, mean to be mean, hateful, rebellious, stubborn, proud, disrespectful to the man. And, all, and now if T.D. Jake's of woman doll loose fame has to deal with this he there's a problem you understand why I'm dealing with it but if TDJ gonna come online and deal with it buddy there's something going on that for real so I'm here for you and don't, don't be thinking someone is picking on my wife I, if that's the case I've been picking on her for 34 years and I'm, I have no interest in picking on my wife I want my wife to be cheerful, joyful, and happy, pleasant, and, 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 you know, everything. I want the best for her. And she could have had the best if she had obeyed God. You could have had the best if you had obeyed God. And the best that you think you got is uh, in a bag of holes. You know that. Your husband has bought you this and bought you that. And it doesn't mean a thing to him or to you. It means nothing. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Jesus is brought in here to help you to understand you need to do this right. Now when Jesus is brought in, you better do it the way Jesus wants it done. And, and I would venture to say that if you don't like this, you're just like my wife, you're not saved. You're not born again. See, saved people love the word. Let me emphasize. Let me say again before, before I forget. There's an increasing number of women. Black and white and red and yellow and young women. If you don't believe me, go on TikTok. And they'll tell you. There's all this stuff that our grandmothers and mothers have been doing to men and all of this. Uh, and, and many of them evidently have heard me tell you all, it don't take much to take care of a man. You want to go to the mall? You take care of that man at home for about 10-15 minutes and make sure he has a remote control in his hand. You go to the mall. He wants you to go to the mall because he's already satisfied. And he wants you to stop by uh, the stove and pick him up something to eat and bring him something to eat back. And you, you, you do, you go Three hours, four hours. As long as the household is taken care of and the children are with you. It does, it does not take much to take care of a man. If, if you got a man that it takes you all day long to take care of him, you got you probably got a homosexual. A uh, man does not take much. Very little. Okay? You rock his world in the bedroom... Give him a good meal. Give him the remote control. Girl, you good to go. I don't know what you complain complain about. I don't know what is the problem. What is the <laughs> what is the problem? Huh? You could have had the good life if you didn't keep on perpetuating your mother's foolishness and your grandmother's foolishness of manipulating your husband to the ground to the to the grave.
and, and I'm getting ready to say something to you again, that all of you women, deep down, you agree with me. You agree with me. Women are evil, generally speaking. Just like men are evil. Women are evil. And all of you women know it. That's why you don't want a female pastor. You really don't even want your pa pastor's wife up there talking. Because uh, you know the kind of evil that's in them. And, and you know how women treat you, you see. And you treat them. See, a man wouldn't even have a relationship like you women have a relationship. There's an on and off relationship. You can be happy with the person in the morning and mad as the devil in the evening with him. Won't even speak to him. All that kind of foolishness. Women are evil because Eve did evil. Was deceived by the devil. I see, I have to say it like that because... Uh, uh, everybody in the world, you got the whole world thinking that you you're innocent and you're wonderful and you 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 would never do evil and you're perfect and great and dandy and you know that's not true. That's why you call each other bitches. Hey, bitch! Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. Y'all call each other whores. And everything else. Hey ho. Because you know how. You know the depth of the evil in a woman. See. Most men don't know. They think you're sweet. And wonderful and innocent. There's an even there's even a commercial now. That's mocking. Tapping into the idea that people don't even think. Women go to the bathroom. And do the number two. But they do. It's like it's a secret. But it's not. Okay. You're not all that baby. Is what I'm telling you. And a bag of chips. Okay. Come off of that. Come off of your high horse. Humble down. And do your job. And he is, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject under Christ, and we are willingly subject under Christ, and if we ever get crazy in our minds and do not want to submit to Christ, Christ will deal with us. The Bible says because he loves us, Christ will rebuke us and chastise us. So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. In everything. Get saved. Make sure you're saved because you can't do this if you're not saved. Humble down and submit to your husband in everything. Why don't you just go ahead on and look at your husband who's looking poker face right now and apologize to him. Apologize for not being what God and Jesus Christ and the Bible want you to be to your husband and for your children. We hear a lot about 
the best thing a husband can do for his children, love their mother. But the best thing that a mother can do for a wife can do for her children is love and respect and submit to her husband in front of them. Because you know what that means? You know what that equals? Peace! Brother Dave talks about financial peace. Yeah, some of y'all went for that. Y'all, y'all crazy about that. Financial peace. Dave, I forget his last name because he's in trouble too right now. Financial peace. What a beautiful thing. That's beautiful. I'm glad you went for it. Some of you would have never made it through the play pandemic without Dave. But how about marriage peace? Family peace. What about that? Family peace. I might write a book on that. Family peace. Financial peace. Family peace. How about that? How about that? And you can't and, and you will not. You cannot have peace if the wife is not obeying these verses. The mother is not obeying these verses. It will stabilize your home, stabilize your children. And make and, and will make them not want to even leave. If you got, if you're a good loving mother, shoot, man, you don't have to worry about your children run, running out so fast at 18 years old. And I'm not mad at you. I, I I love and appreciate and respect women way more than most people, way more. And and I, I and I know the the gift that they were meant to be. And and I've said it. A thousand times, there's nothing on God's green earth more beautiful and more fine and more fat than a beautiful woman. Nothing. And if you can combine that with beauty on the inside, Jack, you got something. She's very beautiful then. All right, I have to go because I have to eat something night. I haven't had anything to eat all day. Well, I did a little bit early on, but uh, I want to eat a little salad and, uh, before I go to bed tonight. If you don't mind, so let's move on and let's pray for all families and for all people. Holy Father God, I pray first of all that people will hear the gospel uh, tonight and come to know you as Savior. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of blessing my wife and I to pass out gospel tracts today uh, for souls to get saved, bless and anoint, and use those tracts, Lord, to uh, open the eyes of the blind, unstop deaf ears, and save their souls. We pray for the salvation, Lord, household salvation of millions of families so that they can be turned on to this passage where you command everybody in the family. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray also for the revival of all Christian families so that they can get back to these verses where you command everybody in the family, the husband, the wife, the children, the parents, everybody. And that they would do them so that they can have family peace. 
for there will never be any family peace if everybody in the family does not do what you have told them to do. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of uh, the people who have not believed in you yet. I pray for the revival of the saved. I pray for the healing of the sick. I pray for the comfort of the uh, suffering and the grieving in the morning. Lord, even tonight, draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, have continued mercy and grace upon those of us who say that we're saved. Uh, those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ as our Savior. Please have mercy and grace upon us all and please forgive us of our wicked sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission and uh, other commandments. And help us by your grace to repent. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love lord i pray for millions lord as you see fit and then lord i pray for the ministers of government from the president of the united states on down to the police officers Lord, work a divine miracle and help the president to make the right decisions at this point in time. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save those who are in government, revive those who are saved, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of everybody serving in these fields and even in the ministry of the church. Uh, Lord, rebuke and bind the devil who is at work. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray these same prayers for all leaders, uh, uh, government ministers rather, and uh, uh, in every country of the world. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Holy Father God, we also pray uh, that you would protect your Christian people from persecution uh, in China, in Nigeria, in America, and around the world. And Holy Father God, we uh, pray that you would give them your grace, your people your grace, in their trying hours and in their dying hours. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, uh, tonight for, yes, the millions of people who are hurting and grieving and mourning the death of loved ones and the sickness of loved ones from the coronavirus plague and other diseases and sicknesses. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that you will give them your grace. And we pray 
for the millions, but Lord, we also pray for a few by name as we have done for now over 805 services. We pray for the family and friends of Hawaii, Dr. Corey Kimo Iohi Sr. We pray for the family and friends of Illinois resident Richard Edward Christen. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York resident Iran Mujeku. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Teresa Kwasniewski. And we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Arizona resident John Warren Hinman. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And now, Lord God in heaven, we pray for the, the prayer requests that have come in. And we pray, Lord, not only for these few here tonight, but we pray, Lord, for the thousands of others that have sent in prayer requests down through the years. We know some of the people uh, have passed away now, but uh, most have not. We pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And Lord, we pray for Pastor Bushibi, and we join with him in prayer and thanking you for the wonderful Sunday service. Thank you for the souls uh, saved and the people healed and delivered. Please save and comfort the families of Tabitha Okiti and Pastor Donald's father. Please supply for the children's school uh, fees, that is the orphan children as they return to school. And Lord, we thank you also for Mel Melanie's successful surgeries. Please provide her with contact lenses. Thank you, Lord, for blessing the women's seminar. Please bless them as they fast and pray for an end to the coronavirus, economic hardships, and revival around the world. We pray for Cheryl. Please bless her Christian bookstore with financial support and be allowed to reopen. We pray for Rosario. Please work a miracle and touch and soften the uh, heart as well as her heart in the hearts of the people around him. Bring about reconciliation and forgiveness between them. Heal Rosario and give her strength to face things that are beyond her capabilities to control. We also pray for all of the people who have gotten saved, all of the people who have rededicated their lives to you as well. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you will bless them and use them to be the Christians that you want them to be. We pray for Mikutina, Furyong, Peggy, Erica, and Ida on the salvation side and those who have come back to you. We pray, Lord, for... Uh, Dillian, Mary, Monica, May, and Lovely. We commit these souls, Lord, into your hands. Let your will be done.
in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you're with us tonight and you are not born again, you're not saved. In other words, if you were to die tonight, you would go to hell and not to heaven. You need to take care of that, in the words of Dr. Tony Evans. You need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said the most loving, most wonderful, and most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, understand that you are a sinner. We're all sinners. And we need a Savior. I'm sure you have heard about the painful and breathtaking floods happening in our country today, even in the midst of this summer heat. There are some women, there are some men and women and children who have had to be saved. They could not save themselves. Somebody with a helicopter, somebody with a boat, somebody who had skills had to come and literally save them or they would have perished. They would have died. Okay? And we've had many uh, instances like this and examples for us to understand what being saved means. Being saved means that you can't save yourself. Somebody else has to save you. We are drowning in the sea of sin. And only Jesus Christ has the skills, a certain set of skills, to save us. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. He paid our sin debt. So if we call on him, just like the people caught in the flood have to try to call out for help, you have to call on the Lord. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from drowning in sin. Saved from the eternal burning hell because of our sin. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all lost. And we all need to be saved. 
Remember now, somebody must save you. You can't save yourself by going to church. You can't save yourself by getting baptized. You can't save yourself by doing good works. You can't save yourself by giving uh, hundreds and thousands of dollars to the church. None of that will save you. You must be saved by Jesus by believing in him and calling on him. Otherwise, you will go to that awful place called the lake of fire or hell. And you will burn there forever because Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody else in the Bible and sadly more than most preachers today. Because hell is a real place of punishment. And the fire never quenches. The fire shall never be quenched. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Saved from perishing in hell forever. Call on his name for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you ready to do that right now my dear friend? God will not make you and I cannot make you. So it's up to you. Follow me in prayer. The sinner's prayer, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. That is the good news. That is the gospel. Follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. And I have sinned against you. I am sorry for my sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change from my sinful ways. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn away from my evil lifestyle. And to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart tonight, wherever you are in the world, you could be in Russia, Ukraine, you can be in Kenya, you can be in Nigeria, you can be in South Africa, you can be in India, Pakistan, you can be in the Philippines, you can be in China, 
You can be in North Korea or South Korea or the United States, wherever you are. I want to say to you that if you prayed that prayer and you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, congratulations on believing in Jesus Christ and calling on his name and doing the most important thing in life. And uh, to help you grow in the faith, go to gospellightsociety.com That's gospellightsociety.com and read my free book. A free digital download titled uh, what to do after you enter through the door. <clears throat> it will show you your next steps as a new Christian. Then email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and uh, so that we can send you more material. And so, dear friends, tonight, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. As we listen to that song, that beautiful song, I'll Fly Away. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for what you have done in this another standing between the living and the dead service. Number 806, I do believe. Let your will be done in all of our lives as Christians. Save those who are lost. And Holy Father God, even tonight, help us to pray without ceasing. Lord, help us to wake up and pray if you should tarry your coming and we live. And Lord, all day tomorrow, if you should tarry your coming and we live, help us to pray without ceasing, to pray always, to continue instant in prayer, and to read your Holy Word and to obey your Holy Word for your glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.